Hey there, Mama. Thanks for joining us this week as we chat about a listener request, teething. We talk about a few remedies that helped our kids when they were teething and how each of them cut their teeth so differently. We also veer way off course during this conversation. We have some super pleasant conversation about diarrhea as well as breast milk content. I want to let you know that at one point we are discussing breast milk composition and we reference Lily Nichols, who we interviewed on episode 39. I have linked an article from her in the show notes on this topic. As always, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Mimosas Podcast. Take a minute today and give us a quick rating and review on iTunes. Simply click how many stars you rate us and tell everyone why you are listening. This helps other people find us and know why you're listening to us. Enjoy this week's chat. Welcome to Mamosas. Hope you have your friends and your drinks nearby. You're here with Kristen. Natalia. And we're here to talk about all things mom. This week we had a listener ask us to talk about teething. So we thought that would be a fun episode to chat about. But I did want to share this really cute little story real quick uh, with everyone. Just so that everyone's ovaries could explode. (laughs) (laughs) I've been laid up with mastitis for the last three days or so, like day and a half, which as a mom, I think is always fun or really as a parent, because it's the only time, like this is the only sickness I've ever had as a parent that I literally get to be like, I'm dying. So goodbye. Like I'll be in bed. And I just like have been binge watching TV. Although I will say I was putting puzzles away the other night and Pat came home. He had gone to get my antibiotics and came home and I was like slowly putting puzzles away. And he's like, get in your chair. Stop doing anything. Like he was like, you should not be doing any housework whatsoever. Like rest Good man. and get better. That's right. We need you, mom. Get better. But anyway, so I was, I was in bed this morning. I got up and nursed Astrid and then I was laying in bed and the lights were off and the doors closed and I hear this like little pitter patter of feet and then like really quiet walking around the bed and I kind of like opened my eyes and looked up and Nate was like it's just me which is like what I always say if he kind of like jumps up when I come in I'm like it's just me it's just mommy he was like it's just me you feeling okay and I was like I'm okay like I'm not feeling great and he goes okay um would you like my spider-man blanket do you want me to put my spider-man blanket on you and I was like oh my god you're so sweet it's just so cute they're just so loving i know it was just very empathetic so next time i'm having a really hard day i'm gonna remember that empathy that he showed yeah what a guy all right so let's talk about teething so sky popped her first tooth about two seconds after she was born i mean she was basically born with it like she might as well just bit the doctor's finger when they pulled her out of me Let's talk about first how, like, you know, babies start, their salivary glands start, like, you know, working and they start drooling usually around three or four months, which is also when kids can start teething, but typically don't. I mean, it's pretty rare to have a kid teeth that early, but they can. And so right. 
we would even like we had like just met the whole bleach thing had just happened at like her, after her two-month appointment and we were talking about like how funny it is when parents like always think their kids are teething and again like not a judgment on the parents but just kind of like funny how we like assume that like uh, there's drool or like they're cranky so they must be teething when like could be teething or it could be literally a litany of other things well we knew this mom who from age probably two months to nine months was going i think she's gonna pop her first tooth i think she's teething she's so drooly she's so clingy i she's obviously teething and some other mom made this great comment which i know you remember somebody wrote on facebook you know my son has been in quotation marks actively teething for the last seven months or something like i mean she was just like this is a joke yeah i love how she like fully called it out like this kid isn't teething he's just tough yeah He's just a, a tougher kid. But so Sky actually popped her first two bottom teeth by four months. So I feel like when she popped the first one, the second came shortly after. Well, you were at the doctor's. Sorry that I remember mm-hmm. all this. You were at the doctor's. No, I love that you do because I. this is a great reminder for me because, I mean, I remember these ginormous milestones and Kristen's there to fill in all the little holes of my, you know, motherhood journey that I don't remember. So I love that you remember all of this. You're like a great diet. I remember she was like <laughs> drooling a decent amount and like biting and your mom was like, she's teething, she's teething. And you're like, oh my God, mom, it's so embarrassing. Like she's four <laughs> months, she's not teething. Like you're so irritated. Yes. And then you went to her four-month appointment and the doctor was like, oh my God, she's got two teeth coming in. And then she like showed you and you were like, holy crap. Like they were like white there and they are. right there. And then the next day she had them. She like bit you they with popped it. popped out. Yeah. 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 No, I remember my mom saying that. You're right. And she kept shoving her finger in Skye's mouth and like, I feel them. And my mom, like, you know, I don't know if anybody else's mom does this. This is such a generational thing. I've never seen nails like my mom's nails. She used to file them and like she would have these almost like fangs, but like oval. Like, so they were sharp talons, but they were like oval and she would file them that way on purpose. And I remember when like we were going to get our nails done for my wedding and like we went and I was like, you're going to get a manicure and a pedicure on me, blah, blah, blah. And the lady was like, "Uh, do you want them squared, you know, rounded squares? And my mom was like, this is do not touch my nails, just paint them. Uh, They are filed to perfection. So like she's had her nails like that since like the beginning of time, at least the beginning of my time. So I remember every time she'd shove her finger in Skye's mouth, I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to stab her uvula. Like. You know, but yeah, so she was always feeling and then she was like, I was like, I don't feel but I think you had to like feel and like kind of with a little bit of pressure. But then obviously, as soon as the doctor pointed it out, I'm like, Oh, my God, there they are. And then the next day, yeah, she started biting me by six months. She had the bottom two and the top four and she was biting all the time. I remember, and she used to fall asleep uh, nursing on me. And then, so I remember trying to like, little like finger swipe, like get her off of me. But she would like literally fall asleep with my nipple, like almost out of her mouth. And then like, if I tried to like detach her, then she would just like, you know, wake up and like, you know, chomp her way back on and then fall asleep. And at one point she had, I mean, like I was using lanolin, you know, the, what is it? It's not like a salve or whatever. The nipple cream. I was using it all the time when she was a baby because she had a very severe tongue tie and nursing hurt. So like, you know, I was getting chapped nipples. The lanolin had since gone away. And by six months, I brought that back because 
because I swear at one point she had bit me so hard like my nipple was a puppet. Like I can make it talk. Didn't you have a cut on one of them at one point? Like didn't she like actually make a cut on one of them? Yeah. No, she she bit my nipple to the point that like I could move it like it had a little ah! mouth. Yeah, it was oh horrible. My God. I was telling a mom that story the other day. We have our school psychologist has a 10 month old and she's like waiting for her to pop a tooth. And I was like, ah, hashtag nip pup. And she was like, oh, this is terrifying and hilarious at the same time. For any of you who are on your first kid, if they're nursing and you're worried about the teeth. So my thing was, I was like, my kids are not allowed to have teeth until 13 months because I'm not here for nursing kids with teeth, which obviously I have no control over it. But I do remember them saying, and this stood true for me anyway, is that with their bottom teeth, their tongue goes over it anyway. So it's really not, it might affect the latch a little bit, but they'll adjust. But you don't have to really worry about the biting when they get their bottom teeth. Like it shouldn't hurt. I guess that was the point. It's like you shouldn't feel the teeth scraping on the nipple when, when there's bottom teeth. But even with the upper teeth, like Astrid has six teeth right now. And unless she like intentionally bites which she doesn't, I mean, she does it more than the other two did, but she doesn't do it very often. It doesn't hurt. You know, like I can't feel the teeth. Like I was very afraid of like once those teeth come in, nursing is going to hurt a lot. And I did not find that it did. Nursing with teeth did not hurt unless you're right, unless she bit me. And sometimes Sky would bite me. I think she was just like cunning from the very beginning. Like I remember one time her biting me and just me like, ah, like, you know, having that reaction. And then she popped off and there was like a, (laughs) like she giggled. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is not funny. We are not doing this. Yeah. And Astrid will do that too, which I mean, to me, Astrid doing it makes sense because she has the two older siblings who just beat the living daylights out of everyone all day long and it, and laugh so like to hear somebody like ow like it makes sense to me that her reaction would be to laugh not my well, favorite but it's yeah. for her like she's just trying to understand like this is funny yeah do we do we enjoy this well totally and i think that's just you know again you know a way of communicating and trying to figure out like uh, response you yeah. know oh I'm gonna get you to respond to me by doing this so I don't know about you with pain management with the with the boys to teething I always felt like we used to use those Highland teething tablets and they were the homeopathic teething tablets and she wore the amber necklace during the day I always took it off at night because I was crazy about it you know I don't want her choking or whatever you know and then there was always Tylenol but then she was so young Tylenol you're technically not supposed to give to kids until I think they're like six months old or something. I remember calling the pediatrician. I remember after her like four month vaccinations and she had like, you know, and then she's teething and she had a temperature. And I remember texting or calling the pediatrician's office and they were, you know, I said, I don't know what to do. The Tylenol says, talk to your doctor. And they were like, okay, you can give her like, it was like the smallest amount possible. Well, and you can give the other one, like you can give ibuprofen. You just can't give acetaminophen or the other way around like you can give one you just can't give the other until they're six months right maybe it was i don't remember yeah the one was you're right you could give ad you could either give the tylenol or the advil i don't remember anyway so we were giving her that when she she had most of her teeth by the time she went into the hospital the only thing she didn't have were her two year your two year molars and like i don't know how those were for anybody else but like at that point she was on pain meds so it was like we didn't even notice that she was teething it was like all of a sudden hey 
A molar popped up, I think. So I do want to interject real quick about the Highland teething tablets. So we did try those briefly with Nate, but there have been a lot of things that have come out about the Highland teething tablets that they potentially could be leading to seizures. Oh, really? So if it's on your docket to use them, just do a lot of research first. But I think my understanding was that like, because it's not regulated the way that like Tylenol or Motrin or whatever is, they don't always have the same amount of the of the homeopathic ingredients in it. Like the the ingredients can sort of vary from bottle to bottle. Um, uh. So you might get like an overdose of something. That's my understanding. I'm not saying that. Did like, you find this out like when you were giving them to I Nate? I think it or was after? sometime at the like when he was around a year or sometime after that. But I didn't even like think about purchasing it for the other two. So. I am not telling people that they should or should not use them, but I do remember reading this and I feel like it's our responsibility to at least like put the information out there like, hey, this is what I read. And so just do your research first before, like obviously we're not doctors, so talk to your doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I remember we were doing it because in that breastfeeding support group, like everyone was, they're teething, Highland teething tablets, Amper necklace. Yeah. That was what. And I'll be honest, I remember Sky taking them, and I think it must have been, like, the sensation of the fizzing that she liked, but it, it did nothing for Nate. Like, he literally was like, I mean, cool, I'll have this. So I don't even think I use them that often, but it really didn't seem to, like, improve anything for him. But also, like, I could be wrong on this, but I do think I have, a, a like, an okay tolerance for my kids being, like, uncomfortable. Like, not in pain, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't expect them to be, like, happy and, like, feeling great all the time so it like sort of takes a while for it to occur to me like oh you might be like in pain maybe I should give you some medicine so sometimes we'll give them Motrin and we've definitely been a little more generous like with each kid of like oh you maybe you're teething does it but also with Finley like we had no idea I mean his teeth came in like one every six months like he still doesn't even have all his teeth I think Astrid has more teeth now than he had when she was born he also has an insane pain tolerance he never has cried when he's gotten a shot until like his two-year appointment or like his 18-month flu shot but it was because the other kids were in there and they got their shots first and And they they cried. cried and so then he was like oh is this what we do? You're supposed to cry now? Okay, yeah, like I, I don't, he, cause like at his nine month, I was like, yeah, he'll cry. And he didn't, I was like, kind of kid doesn't cry when they get their shots. And I remember the nurse being like, huh. And then like at his 12 month, I was like, he's old enough now. Like even like he'll definitely cry for this. And he did not cry for his 12 month shot. So I do think he has a pretty high pain tolerance and his teeth came in very slowly. Yeah. Sky, I think also has a high pain tolerance. For sure she does. Like she broke her leg and we were like, is it broken? <laughs> I don't know. Should we, we think we should go to the ER? Mm, I don't know. And then Sky, no, no hospital. All right, all right, all right, all right. We'll just, we'll just hang at home. Ugh. Or like when she was in the hospital and we were like, she seems kind of like, is she in pain? I don't know, maybe. And then the pain tolerance people. Do we want to try her on morphine? Okay, I guess. Well, because this is like, usually kids are like rising in pain and they're miserable at this point. We're looking at her. She looks okay, but let's just give it a shot. And then all of a sudden she's like, ah, and we were like, oh my God, I felt so bad. It was like, she's been in pain for so long and we didn't know. But yeah, no, that kid is just like, you know, severe high pain tolerance. So yeah, same thing with the teething. Like, that's why I didn't know that she was popping them because it was just like, do, 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 do. 
I always laugh at myself too because the teething toys that we put in the freezer, like I remember we were at Pat's parents' house and they had some and Nate like loved them and used them all the time. And like, hi, we're on kid three and I still don't have them. And they're so inexpensive and they're such a practical tool to have. Like, why do I not have them? And I'll be like, ah, like sometimes I'll give them a pacifier. Like Finley was getting some teeth in around like 18 months or something and he kept chewing on like shoes and like really weird disgusting things and so I was like do you want a pacifier and he was like yeah and he would just like chew on it you know none of my kids took pacifiers but like that helped with like that need to like bite on something but like why don't I have teething toys well I remember buying those little like mesh they look like little um like kind of like a pacifier lollipop popsicle thing whatever and I would put like frozen fruit in there Mm mm-hmm like, I, I made, like, frozen fruit popsicles. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you can show on that. But, like, she didn't have the strength to do it. And then I also did breast milk pops. Which a lot of people do. And I think those are all great options. Yeah. I mean, we also did the chewing. Like, she would chew on a washcloth. I remember giving her a cold, wet washcloth. And she would chew on that. Yeah, I don't know why we don't do that. That one grosses me out for some reason. That makes no sense. Just on my scale of neuroses yeah i just washcloths are so (laughs) gross to me i like the the mesh thing too because especially when they're like a little younger under a year because you know you can introduce it with breast milk oh here's a flavor i know but it's like kind of a good way to just introduce new flavors without like the scary texture situation that some kids might be uh, you know opposed to Mm mm-hmm so I mean, and Astrid will probably be trying to figure out how to open it up to get the food that's inside. She's like, this is coming out way too slow for me. Ain't yeah. Nobody got time for that. Can someone open this clasp? Garçon, the clasp. I need it open so I can eat all the delicious frozen mango inside. Yesterday I was sitting in the living room and I could hear Pat and the boys are upstairs watching their show. And I could hear Pat in the dining room with her and she, we had like chicken and rice and what, what was the, I don't know. Oh, and salad. So she mostly had chicken and rice for dinner last night and then fruit. And he was like, I gave her a plate of food and she like ate it all and kept like screaming. She just like screeches until you give her more food. And we've been trying to teach her like Love more, it. more. And she's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and so she ate like so much food. And then Pat was like, that's it kid. Like I don't have any more food. <laughs> so she ate all of the food at dinner we went to chipotle yesterday for lunch and sky only like the cheese and sour cream like whenever i get something she'll be like can i have some and it's like yeah i'll say yeah and then she goes but nothing spicy and she always takes a little spoon and she like hunts for like little pockets of like sour cream and cheese so like the other day i was like just get her a side of cheese and sour cream like literally that's what she wants just like and then we'll dump it in a tray so she had a little bit of it and then she's like i don't like it and i was like okay that's fine and so like todd was putting it on his tacos like we're like leaving we're cleaning it up and she was and then she says hey i wasn't finished and then she looks in her little basket where did my food go and todd said oh sorry i ate it that was mine she just got so offended. I was, and I said, but you didn't like it. But it was mine. Yeah. Okay, kid. Touche. <laughs> Good logic. I do feel like I was talking to somebody about this, but I feel like there is this like need between like three and five or something. And this is literally based on nothing except my own observation of like the five kids that I tolerate that kids must have this like super increased need for whatever is in dairy 
and whatever's in fruit, like all the vitamins and fruit. Because I feel like between like three and five, kids just like hose fruit and dairy. I mean, my kids could go through like 15 yogurts in one sitting. Finley has gone through 15 yogurts in one sitting. And fruit. I mean, that's that, you know, we obviously like we always are providing other foods, but they they don't seem to like hit a max like or they always seem to be like seeking out dairy and mm-hmm. fruit. So I'm wondering if interesting there's like there's something in that like biologically, if there's something in the fats of the dairy or like there's some sort of nutrient in the dairy that they need around that age. Possibly. Anyway, their diapers are out of control. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, I was going to get back to teething, but I have to tell you this story, too. So. <laughs> We had Finley at the hourly care yesterday, which is just like this place that will take them for like a couple hours at a time. And you have to sign up and it's a whole thing, whatever. Okay. So we got him in and I was like, okay, we'll put him for four hours. And I signed him up like two weeks ago. So excited to have like a couple hours in the morning with just Astrid, you know, and then obviously I'm laid up. So Pat had to take all the kids. So he drops them off for eight o'clock and I get a call at like 9 15 like Pat had just gotten home from dropping everybody off at school and they were like he had explosive diarrhea I was running down his leg and all up his back and I was like oh my poor baby they were like somebody has to pick him up within the hour and Pat was like fine so he goes and picks him up and I was like how is he acting like what is you know like asking Pat he was like he doesn't have a fever he's acting fine He's not saying anything. And we're like, I was like, okay, but he did eat four apples in one sitting the day before. So I was like, maybe that's it. And they give you the clothes like in a bag. So we just like, right, we'll deal with this tonight when there's no kids around. So then like Pat opens it and he was like, oh my God. So he comes to show me and there's like a speckle of poop like on the leg. And it's not even like a chunk. It's like kind of like Like the wet. No, like the wet, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, it wasn't even like chunk. It was just like a little bit maybe sleeped out the bottom and, and like, not a big deal. So not explosive diarrhea, probably sat in his diaper for too long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was a big poop, I'm sure, but he probably sat in it for too long. And there was like a nugget on his back. So it was like, okay. Like when you're telling me explosive diarrhea... And that was the term, by the way. It wasn't like, we think maybe he has diarrhea. I was told explosive diarrhea. Explosive diarrhea. So Aww. we were like, this poor kid was fine. <laughs> You're he imagining was... he's just like covered yeah, head to toe. Yeah, and I felt like he was probably so upset. Like, it's like the normal poop for him. He's in a size six diaper. He takes massive dumps. I mean, what do you expect? Sometimes it comes out if you're going <laughs> to sit in for too long. Yeah, totally. <laughs> And he's of the mindset of, ain't nobody got time for that. I got things to do. He does tell us now, like, well, we know now because he starts taking his diaper off. So I think he's like, Uh, he started being like, oh, there's poop or pee. Like, if there's too much pee, like, he just starts taking his pants off and taking his diaper off. So we have to be like, oh, okay. Oh, is there poop? Yeah, like, time to change it. But yeah, it was just unbelievable that they, like, called us over explosive diarrhea when it was, like, pretty normal poop that happened to come out. Maybe because he was in it for too long. Yeah. It was oh, just that's really a, frustrating. That's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. So then he doesn't get to stay and. Yeah. Uh, and now he's stupid. like, I was so sick at school yesterday. I'm like, ah, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. You <laughs> just had a big poop. Get over it. Anyway, circling back, back to, teething. to teething. But you guys didn't notice very much when Sky was getting her teeth. No, it would just it would literally be one of these moments where, oh, I think she has another tooth coming in. 
And then, like, a day or two later, there it would be. She would usually get, like, two at a time? She would, yeah. So, fortunately, I mean, we had a friend whose kid was getting them one at a time. And, like, for at least a month had just, like, one front tooth. Yeah. And, it was so and then, like, funny. three like, bottom Cletus. teeth. Cletus. <laughs> I think she listened, so I hope she knows we're talking about her. <laughs> yeah, shout out, Cletus. Uh, it was so cute, though. Yeah, no, so Sky would get them, like, very, like, you know, uniformly. Like, so the front two would come in, like, boop together or like within a day or so of each other and then they would kind of come in evenly i know finley had it where he had like a tooth come in and then like skip a tooth and then like another tooth came in like yeah his was definitely all over the place and it was slow and we never knew like but with nate he had i remember like it was during his you know the great sleep regression of 2015 (laughs) <laughs> and it was like as I was hitting my wall and then I was I remember being at my sister-in-law's and we we're like sleeping we were sleeping downstairs and he was in this pack and play that was definitely too small for him but I was like that's fine you know like mm-hmm. I'll shove him in it I don't care he cut three teeth in 36 hours oh I remember so that. like while I was there he cut three teeth and then the fourth tooth came like a day or so later so I was like okay I mean that's probably why He's been so grumpy the last week or so, probably not for the four months before that. That was probably from not sleeping. So that explained a lot because he was like a lot crabbier. But then Astrid also cut a bunch of teeth that one. She cut like four teeth in like a two week period or something. I mean, she got all six teeth, I think, really quick. Yeah, she did. Well, I remember thinking like, oh, great. Sky's got some teeth, you know, and obviously eating and having teeth has no like significance like you can still like start introducing you know mush food but i think as a first time mom you don't know that like you don't always know that even with baby led weeding like they don't have to have teeth right so i was so excited to like start giving her food you know at six months and she was just obviously not very into it you know she was all about the boob and nothing else and then when she was eight months old and she was on steroids she was cutting teeth and then refusing to eat solids and just like i mean i had to go to you to get extra breast milk because i was like the kid has eaten my entire freezer stash (laughs) i am like a pancake boob over here there's literally nothing to give her and she's just screaming at my boob i always forget that you had like i gave you some of my milk i mean i'm always offering it up because i'll like pump but i stay i've stayed home with all my kids so like yeah it's nice to have a stash if i like want to go out unexpectedly but like i don't use it that much but but i work out in the morning so i wake up every morning and i pump and i like leave half of it in a bottle and put the other half in the freezer so i always have like a little bit of stash so I'm always like do you need like we have a friend who just had a baby like a couple months ago and she wasn't sure about like if she's gonna have like enough of a supply or whatever and I was like if you ever need any I mean I know it's weird but I have lots of breast milk so if you want it if you want it's there if you want it I was just like give it here Percy I'll take it oh my god and like I remember your milk I feel like it was fattier than mine or something because I remember like Sky being like okay she was like calmer like on yours like or it would last longer like the satiation would last longer and I was like oh okay cool can I have more yeah well I mean (laughs) because think about it I was producing milk for a very big kid You know, so like my body had adapted to his calorie needs, whereas like your body hadn't adapted to steroid sky, 
You know, it was just like dainty little, you know, eight pound sky. And yours was like, okay, we're feeding like a 15 pound. I always refer to my milk as muscle milk. Definitely. I mean, for 100% sure. I remember defrosting it, like putting it in our little, we had like a little um, breast milk warmer system or whatever. And then I remember like it, you know, separate, like you had to like shake it up. And I was like, oh, like the fat content on mine was like maybe a third of what it was on yours. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, and I just remember like Sky being more satiated and just thinking, okay. Like, and I was like, oh, I wonder if I need to like eat more like Kristen. I'm like, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it's just, you know, again, like your, your kid needed more calories than mine because he was growing at a faster rate and he was bigger and you know all these other things that would be a question for lily nichols i know she did i don't know but i know she had like at least a blog post on breast milk composition and the mother's diet i do not remember Mm. what's in it but if anyone's like curious about you know oh does what you eat affect the breast milk i know it does to an extent i don't think it's like the end all be all but that would be an interesting blog for anyone who cares totally so that was interesting and then like she was still cutting teeth with while on steroids (laughs) oh my god she was like she was such a beast she was i mean she was such a beast she was just like nothing could please her and i mean todd i we were joking the other day because whenever we have to tell somebody sky's medical history you know we go to a new doctor we have to tell the medical history which is like (laughs) take a seat stay a while (laughs) yeah but so like we'll always like kind of start from the beginning of like you know even from her being breech and and flipping that you know 35 weeks or whatever yeah like all that stuff but it's so interesting i was telling todd the other day i was like because i always tell it because i have a better like timeline memory and then todd interjects with these little like quips like he has these like little lines that like and i can predict exactly when they come in and so like i'll say like on eight when she was eight months old we put her on steroids because we thought she had evans syndrome you know so the the treatment is steroids and todd always goes that was fun and it's like ugh stop you're embarrassing but I mean it was just like she just was a beast like she was just like feed me always if I'm not eating I'm miserable and you look back at pictures like I can't even recognize her she was so bloated yeah I was gonna say was that when she had the edemia too yeah pitted edemia yeah no she had pitted it because she was like retaining so much fluid yeah yeah because that started around December right Mm mm-hmm yeah, and then because mm-hmm. I remember you guys, because we used to have our Thursday dinners. And so I remember a couple times you guys coming over and she was in the bumbo and you were like, watch, and you would like press her, her ankle and it would be like, but no, it would stay for like a good like 20 seconds and then like slowly like come back up. I mean, but it was like, you know, what you would imagine seeing on like an 80 year old woman, yeah. you know, who like doesn't walk or anything. I mean, it was crazy. It was also interesting because she had barb, you know, like that kidney. Was it her? Uh... Oh, yeah. And so it was like spleen. her spleen. I was like, it wasn't her kidney. Her spleen. And so then like her arms and legs were had nothing on them. And then she had like barb in there. So that she was. That was later. So when she was on the steroids, Barb was a little bit more contained, but she had like chunky arms. So this was so when she was on the steroids, she was actually more chunky. Yeah. When we took her off the steroids, that's when everything went to like just bone and skin. And she just had these little like spindly arms, spindly legs, pregnant with quadruplets. (laughs) I look back at pictures and it's just like jarring. It's like, holy moly. 
But you saw it all day. You saw her every day. I was thinking too oh, about. Oh, I mean, it's just our norm. Yeah. When she would, it was so sweet, but I'm sure also like kind of, I don't know if it was a bad memory or not, but I just remember like I would come over and Todd would be laying on the ground and she would just be asleep on him. And it was like her favorite thing was to just like be asleep on Todd, just like all her limbs hanging off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now she still likes to sleep on top of us, but now she's like, I mean, she's almost three feet, 35 and three quarter inch. Okay. But she's like, for me, like I'm only five feet tall. So when she lays on top of me, like her head is like, you know, on my chest and her legs go like almost to my knee. I mean, it's so comical sometimes when you're carrying her around because I'm like, she is just about your length. Well, I was carrying her upstairs today. So Todd was having his morning constitutional. You had texted me saying, he's like, the coffee's kicking in. I was like, okay, bye. So I'm carrying her upstairs. I have my coffee cup in one hand and I've her in the other. And I like, like squatted down to scoop her up. And like, she had like, she had started with her legs, her legs wrapped around me. And then like, they started kind of like coming down. And like, by the time I got to the top of the stairs, I basically was holding her like by one butt cheek and was like, get off, like, go. What is the point of this? I mean, she's only 32 pounds, but 32 pounds in one arm going upstairs. I'm like, that's a lot. Like, that's a a significant weight. And she's like, she's long now. So, or longer. I do have to tell if like, so our water went out yesterday. Right, right. Well, and it was like an explosion, right? We had like a water emergency. So like in the morning, we noticed like oh the water is like kind of seeping out onto the street like at the foot of our neighbor's car that's kind of weird and then like by the afternoon it was like taking over the street and it was like flowing so Todd called the water company and our neighbor whose house it was in front of called the water company they came to check it was the city's water issue and it was like deemed like a water emergency they were there at like seven o'clock or six o'clock at night cutting open the street like they closed off the street jackhammer hammering you know bulldozer like they open up the street it's just like flooded like you know it's just like water's like seeping out of it and then the neighbor had asked one of the guys she was like what would have happened if this were our water not the city's water like it was on our property line he was like i'd be at home right now and we'd be dealing with this in the morning i was like holy crap but because it was the city's issue they were like we better take care of this now right we don't have the money for this we don't have the money so we had a water emergency so then of course of course they turned the water off so it's like okay the water's off we like got like cups of water for like brushing our teeth and like water to drink at night and then immediately everyone like has to take like the dump of their life and i'm like we can't flush the toilets i always thought the water didn't flush when they're when the water was off too but like we've had our water shut off before and we're able to flush you can flush it just doesn't refill but i was like we're flushing and then like todd brought in like and we have these like our emergency water for like, you know, disaster water. And I was like, just bring that in and we'll just like refill the toilet because somebody had explosive diarrhea. And this was actual explosive diarrhea, not like Finley's explosive diarrhea. And I was like, we cannot let this just sit in the toilet overnight. I think I will vomit everywhere. So I was like flush and then we're just going to pour the water in. A lot of diarrhea talk this week. So I hope everyone appreciated that. Well, I feel like when they were teething too, didn't they have like more like, like I feel like the poop was affected too. Okay. So I am in this one like science based parenting group or whatever. That's still like pretty biased, but whatever. And there are no studies that like prove that kids poop gets worse when they're teething but anecdotally like almost everyone I know says that that happens my guess would be that it's the drool they're drooling more 
So there's more saliva. So I think it it affects their poop. So that's my understanding is that like the scientific community hasn't found anything that links it. But anecdotally, like most people do say their kids poop changes for like the day or two before they pop a tooth. I haven't noticed it with Astrid. I did notice it with Nate, I think, but not like every time. Okay, so let's finish out. I was thinking though, do you have any media you want to share? Yeah, I started watching this show on Hulu called Speechless. Okay. And it's with Minnie Driver, who I absolutely love. I mean, I just think it's a really good cast. It's about a family who has, they have three kids and the oldest son has cerebral palsy and he's nonverbal. And so it's just all about like, you know, the day in day out of a family with a kid with special needs. But like the mom is like mama bear extreme but like of the hilarious sort and they have he has a one-on-one aide who's like a janitor turned paraeducator who like you know helps him out and stuff like that and I just think it's really funny and I can also kind of relate in a sort of extent as like a you know having a kid with you know different needs and stuff like that but I just think they do a really good job of normalizing a lot of issues and stuff so I've been enjoying it and that's on Netflix it's on Hulu okay great I have Hulu so yeah so many drivers in it and I just like I love many driver I'm like if she's in it I'm I'm in here for it I'm here for it and then oh I was reading something but now I don't remember what it was intuitive eating Oh, yeah. I started reading Intuitive Eating again. I I picked that up again. Okay, great. And did you find it in the library? I didn't even look. Oh, okay. Any media you're consuming? So I finally, so I rewatched Schitt's Creek for the third time, but I watched season five as well. I hadn't seen season five yet. Uh, So I watched that and now season six is out, but I don't have, whatever it's on, Pop TV, like we don't have that. Uh, Yeah, like how do we have access to this? I know, I want to see it so badly. Did you see that they were on Ellen? Uh, I did. I follow Ellen on Instagram. So I I see like who the guests are. And I follow Schitt's Creek and Dan Levy on Instagram. So this has basically been what I've been doing during mastitis. So I watched that and then I finally like sat down and watched the second season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is like, I started watching it forever ago, but I was just not paying attention. And you have to pay attention because the dialogue on that is so fast. But you know what else I've been doing is I've been watching these two shows with the captions on and I feel like it's, it's like heightened the experience because now I'm getting probably like 10 times the jokes that I was getting before because it's all goes so fast. I couldn't always understand what they were saying. And so I feel like now mm. I'm watching it with like the captions on. I'm like, oh my God, this is even funnier. <laughs> you know who else is in Speechless is the mom from the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh my God, I there love her. As the principal. I know oh she's so good. I'm on, so I just started season three. I'm on like the first episode of season three, but I like plowed through season two. And I sent you a link of all the like hilarious Jewish jokes. Oh my God. And they're so good. I mean, and it's so true. Like, I feel like I, the show came out and I just, I remember watching the first season and going, I'm so sad that my mom and grandma are dead because they would have loved. And I told my, my aunt Bonnie and Joy, I was like, you guys have to watch this show. Like, have you watched it? You have to watch it. Cause it's just so generational. Yeah. Like that's their generation, but it's so spot on. Like they just did a really good job. When I was watching it. the first season, I was like, I could be off base here, but some of this stuff reminds me so much of Shelly. Like it's oh, exactly 100%. what I picture Shelly doing. 100%. I mean, but like, I loved how like your list that you said, it was just like anything like it was like 
this particular joke, this particular joke. And then it was like, anything Shirley says. And yeah. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Just wait for season three when they're like living at their house. Like Shirley goes to a new level of hilarity. <laughs> when they were in the cat skills, I mean, it was so, I was dying when they were up there. Oh, yeah. I loved it. And then I'm also listening. I just binge listened to Dr. Death. And I really liked it because so I, I had to stop listening to like true crime podcasts and basically like anything about bad things that happen just because this is not a time in my life where like my anxiety can handle it. I always thought that was such a like silly thing like oh my god who cares you know but I just I couldn't listen to it, it was making things worse for me so I stopped listening to him. But Dr. Death I loved because it didn't like exacerbate my anxiety but it was like just such a very interesting story. Okay, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.